a bit loud for me. You're a bit loud. Say something again. Hi, how's it going? Hi, blah, it's blah, going blah. better. Hi. Bye. Hey. Ho, hey. Oh. Blah, oh. Hey. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Hey. Oh, Angela. Okay, I think we're good. All right. Ready. 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 Say it one more time. Ready. Sure. I talk very loud, but sometimes. Well, sometimes you got yeah. These mics are a little strange. And by the way, I like the at any moment this could fall off. I like that. <laughs> you don't even have to say welcome to the Meeting Nerds podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker, and I'm Kenton Larkin. Because we've already gotten into it, um, I'm just going to start that from the. We're <laughs> in. The we're in the bad place. Oh, we're recording. in the bad place. Um, we are in the edit suites. So we have students using the uh, regular studio, as is their prerogative. They can do that whenever they can kick us out. Whenever yep. we exist for them. And so there we have a, one of our students in there recording his podcast. I'll give it a shout out right now. Super Bomb, although it's not um, it's not yet available on iTunes, but I'll let you do, know when it is. Uh, it's a student. It's, it's about um, bad comic book movies. That's what it, the premise of it is. So he's going to be watching bad comic book movies and reviewing them and talking to comedians about them. And it looks uh, like it's going to be pretty funny. Excellent. You went and saw Andrew W.K. last I, night. I did. I, the you, same night as Metallica. Well, I know Talk that. Okay. Programming. No kidding. But the other thing is, um, no word of a lie, I was programming the new, we have a new brand for our student station here mm-hmm. uh, at Red River College. It's called Anthem. And the, the premise of it is that uh, all the songs we program are anthemic songs you would sing and and really like love to kind of sing along and dance to, and mostly focused around the early to mid-2000s. That's, that's the kind of the main thrust mm-hmm. of it. So uh, to get us started, like I have students programming music for it, of course, but to get us started, I had to put some music in. So I'm going through looking at, okay, what was popular in the early 2000s? And lo and behold, Mr. WK comes up. And I remember how much I loved that album. I get wet. I loved That's that album. That's a great album. album. Such a good album. Even though yeah. every song sounds the same, it doesn't matter. It's so good. It's and, a masterpiece of party songs. It really is. And I didn't know he was coming here. I had oh, no idea. I should, I should share this stuff with you. I, I was I was like, I, I was, and I didn't know it until last night. I was looking it up and going, what? Andrew WK tonight? And I'm like, oh, I just, I was already like, the show had already started by the time I found out. I had, it, had no idea. It actually started late. Oh, did it really? Yeah, okay. it, went, it was one of those. I, the, the, the worst part of the show was the wait. Where so you get you get a local band, they're fine. The Sorrells. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they play. They played some some poppy tunes, and then the wait began. I think he came out at ten fifteen. Oh wow! And how yeah. long of a set did he play? Oh, he it was late. I think got out there around midnight. Okay. So it was it was. But it was at the park, or is that yeah, right? At the park. Yeah. That's a pretty small venue for someone yeah, like him. Yeah, it was crowded. It was probably as full as it can get, and. At, and uh, great show, it, like one, like an amazing show, I would say. And the musicianship, high caliber musicianship and performance, like just exciting and funny, very funny. Yeah. Like, like uh, is he in on the joke? Yes. <laughs> he is. He's he knows. In on the, yes, he, knows he knows exactly why he's yes, popular. He totally yeah, does. He does. But I will say uh, the close quarters that you had to be in and the uh, rabid fan base uh, with a level of drunkenness, I'm not sure I've seen before at the park theater. Maybe the fans don't like, get the joke. We're, no, I don't <laughs> think they all do. Uh, and uh, uh, at least one beer can came, f- like there, a bunch of beer cans was like constantly sort of flying out of the melee in the front. <laughs> and uh, one of them hit the ceiling over where I was and then came crashing down not far from me. And on the way down, just sprayed my face with beer awesome and then at a certain point i licked my lips i mean and i licked my lips i was like that's that guy's beer i could taste this gross beer on my lips so but it was great it was a great i'm sorry i missed it yeah yeah andrew wk liked my tweet what else could be he did he liked one of my tweets a long time ago when i was tweeting at the jets about Mm -hmm. uh songs to play in between they do a thing where they can tweet oh. out suggestions of songs to play in between the plays and i suggest actually she is beautiful is my favorite yeah. NWK song you played it I, yeah. I like um i know everyone thinks of the party hard song but i yeah. she is beautiful is in my mind his best song it's such a good song yeah. and um and so that's the song i programmed into the station here and then it was so cool that he was here but i'm unfortunately i missed it he'll and, be and, back i think i'm sure he will yeah. and metallica tickets were like 600 bucks a piece oh. and i've seen them twice already so I don't I'm use just Metallica as, I'm just again. not as much a fan of Metallica. I'm just not. Well, I, I, I mean, I saw yeah. them in the 90s yeah. when they were huge. So I know they're still huge, but now they're all f- pushing 60 almost. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, I saw them, I think, in their prime. I really do. Um, yeah. Okay, let's get into the nerd news. Nerd news. 
iPhone XS is completely uncompromising. The expansive Super Retina display with OLED delivers vivid brightness, true blacks, and high dynamic range content. iPhone XS Max has the largest display ever on an iPhone. Apple unveiled its new phones this week, uh, and although the, the phones don't seem to be the star of the show when it comes to this announcement, and I was sitting there and actually was watching this at work. I was in an edit suite working on some stuff, and I had the the you know keynote streaming in the background, and I flip over to it whenever something seemed to be interesting, which was very very few and far between. I didn't notice a lot of stuff uh, that was interesting about this, but the the, the, the it, what it boils down to is they have three new phones, the X, or sorry, the 10, I still call 10S, it the X. 10S, yeah. 10S, 10S Max, and the 10R, and I'm just, oh, they're just getting too confusing with these names. And so the 10R seems to be more along the lines of what the 5C was, right? Was this, which is a cheaper multicolored version of the 10s and that's or the 10 maybe i guess I, that's what that is right i did get confused during the presentation though about which was the upscale one yeah it started getting confusing the finest lcd oh. and i was like is this the cheap one or is this no no, no the old <laughs> oled is yeah. the expensive thing yeah, yeah and i really couldn't i don't think i could tell the difference if you showed it to me no, but no it's, it's actually harder to tell okay. those other cheap iphones that they first produced looked cheaper yeah they're plastic yeah, right that's right yeah. uh their 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 primary colors. Now I don't know if they were plastic or okay. not. Did you? I never had one. Uh, I never had a C. No, so well, nobody bought them. That's the thing. Nobody wants the cheap looking one. So um and and but there seems to be. I mean the price has gone up now. Now that they're offering a big version Ooh. of the ten, it's uh you know it must be close to fifteen hundred dollars Canadian for this thing. Uh, plus the upgrades as far as the um. You know, sizes go the memory sizes. I'm looking at the prices here on. I'm I'm with MTS. Canadian prices. Yeah, Canadian prices. So I'm with MTS and the XS. Sorry, 10s. Is that, <laughs> am I the only one who does that? It, uh, I no, want to say iPhone X. You know, it does it in excess. <laughs> it does. I think that's why people are going XS. Well, it, it, fly, it just sort of fly, flies out that way. I uh, I just can't help it. I look at that and it looks to me like XS. That's what it looks to me. I don't see 10. I wish they would have done 10 instead of the Roman numeral. So the uh, 10S uh, from 659.99, um, which that's on the two-year plan, and that's got to be the 64 gigabyte mm. memory. And they go all the way up to 512 gigs now which is mm -hmm. huge. There's no way I would ever need that much space. Uh, but they do. The good news is, for those of us who are a little on the, the frugal side, is that now that the new phones are out, the um, the other phones have gone down in price. And now you can get an iPhone 8 for $0 with a two-year plan. Mm -hmm. And that might be the one I end up going for next um, because my, my phone is smashed, which is not with me. I have it upstairs. But my daughter dropped in and broke the screen. So I might go for the 8 um, well, that, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that stood out to me that made me go, wow, was the promise of the new phone dropping into a pool of water. Did you see that? That's part? right. I, I think it's quite funny that they use the uh, dropping into a pool of water rather than into the toilet, which is much, much more probable. Oh. Like you're going to drop that thing into yeah. a toilet before you drop it into the pool. But they show a guy diving into it. So that's the that's only on the X or the 10S, my, my, not the 10R. My friend's daughter did that through his phone into a pool. And he said it was all fun and games until he saw his phone in the pool. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, God, like his daughter's throwing in a bunch of toys. Yeah. And he didn't realize that one of them was his phone. So he so he took it out and uh, and and. Walked home like Charlie Brown, sad, walked home, and then put it in the rice, and then it, I think the rice actually worked to the extent, I think the home button never worked again, but I think everything else worked. Oh, that's pretty he, good. He's an assistive touch guy like me, where you now have to use... But you do it just because you're yeah. used to it. You don't yeah, need to do it anymore. I know, I got used to it, but I, li I kind of like it because now I never have to... It's quiet. Right. It doesn't. It's you know. I'm I'm never worried about my home button breaking because I got used to not using it. Among the upgrades, of course, they have a new camera, which is big and fancy. They've got this waterproof mm -hmm. thing, dust proof, um, and the screen is a brand new Super Retina screen, which mm -hmm. is clearer than ever. But again, I'm not one to really notice those details. So, and and the funny thing is, the the uh, 10R uh, does not have 3D touch. They're getting kind of. I think they're oh. phasing out the 3D touch. Which is I something I really uses it. well I liked it at first Did but you? you're right I don't use it very no. much and it kind of surprises me when I do it by mm -hmm. accident now me too so um so yeah I don't think that's that's been a hit that feature so I think they're probably gonna get rid of that I, it's supposed to give you the preview right is that the beautiful sometimes it depends on the app be... it depends on okay. what the app is because I I when I click on an app I want to see that app and but it's I, just very rare that I it's very frustrating for me when I want to you know how you have to hold it to delete an app to oh, and that's harder painful. to do. 
with, I know. with the 3D touch. And, so. and dragging it into a folder is just like, or even worse, drag it into a folder on the previous screen. Yeah. That is like, that is the, you, you can't do That's a unicorn. If you can do that. <laughs> it's impossible. But the big star of the, uh, the announcement seemed to be the Apple Watch, the four the Series 4 Apple Watch, yeah. which not only can help you uh, to tell it when you've fallen down. <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get fallen, up. But no, not only that, but like it's like it can tell when you've fallen down and send for help, which is I obviously aimed at a certain age group uh, that might fall down and not be able to get up. Oh, and the watch, just like that commercial. The, what, sorry, was that the watch and the phone, or just the watch? Just the watch. Just okay. the watch. Can and do that, that was what you, what you were going to say is the star. Did you say? Yeah, that? yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it, it is, the watch was everyone was impressed with the watch, and right, so right. there's that. There's also an e. Not an EKG. Cardiogram. ECG, ECG, right? Electrocardiogram, oh. meaning you can measure your pulse. Electro? Like, oh, I always just say cardiogram. Is all, do you have to say I think electro? it's electrocardiogram. Yeah, okay. I don't know. That's it's what I heard It's the first one approved for mobile device by the... American uh, Heart Association. Uh, no, the other one. Uh, I don't know. Who's the guy who came uh, out? Stroke oh, Association. Oh, come on. No, the actual, the medical uh, approval oh. body in the, in the U.S. And, um, uh, not the FTC. The FDA, FDA, <laughs> Food and Drug Association, but they did have the president of the Heart Association come out and talk yeah. about it. I, so. I do not need a watch showing me my cholesterol level or whatever. Like that's where we're going, right? That's right. That's right. No, thank you. Oh, that's... blood sugar is a little high. Better skip dessert. Like, oh, good. That's exactly where One this more is going. Of life's pre pleasures. And, and they tell you, and it can tell you when you've fallen down. So that's always good as well. Yeah. No, I, I mean this is clearly they're trying to focus on this niche. And I mean there is a market for it for some people. The Fitbit people love their Fitbits. Although um, last couple ones I've seen, my wife has one that that kind of broke, and I know somebody else whose Fitbit broke, so it's not the best mm -hmm. quality. So maybe you get something like an Apple Watch, you would spend a little bit more money, but you get a higher quality um, piece of equipment. Mm. Um, no announcements about Apple TV or their streaming service, which I was kind of hoping for, because yeah. they are working on their own streaming service, but nothing on that. And the other thing people were disappointed in is that there was no mention of their char wireless charging pad that apparently oh. they, they're working on still, and it's just like a pad. You would put everything that, like your phone, your ear pods, mm -hmm. everything that charges, you could just put it on there and let it charge, and there's no more information on that right now either. Hmm. So Interesting. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I wanted Apple TV too, and I thought there was going to be something at the end. But there was there never is anymore. They never do no. that anymore. It's just not happening. It became a cliche. Yeah, and so they stopped doing it. But now they should yeah. start doing it again to to bring people back into it. Surprise! Yeah, surprise us again. Exactly. But it's hard. It's hard to surprise. And but you know what? I kept thinking it is. It's a, It always is a nice looking phone. It's never a bad looking phone. And you can only feel sad for everyone up on stage who's just worked their ass off for the last year getting it and and the week prior probably to make sure they have their presentation and everything else. But you look at that and you're like, those poor, those people are exhausted yeah. shells of human <laughs> beings. Like, imagine I, what it was like when Jobs was there. He was like screaming oh, yeah. at them and telling them they're screwing up. I, I'm sure Tim <laughs> Cook is just is, is equally stressed. He probably doesn't yell as much, but yeah. I bet you he has his own way of. It might be like a steely silence. That's right. Remember, actually, remember when Tim Cook uh, was called to Trump's office with all these titans of tech? Yes, I remember and they're that. All yeah. sitting around the table and they had the photo and and he did he was one he was not smiling. He was like, I'm not going to sit here for this photo and smile and pretend I'm happy to sit with Donald Trump. And so he looked like not impressed. And I went, that's how he deals yeah. with employees probably. Yeah, exactly. He gives them that same look. Uh, we're going to talk about TV later today, but I want to just mention this story that came up this week. Uh, the Walking Dead, because this is a show that we don't watch anymore, The Walking Dead. That's for um, sure. They have uh, uh, apparently officially confirmed the time frame of The Walking Dead. Did you see this? No. So according to, there was a tweet from uh, the official Walking Dead AMC account, and it shows here, you can see it shows Rick from the first episode. This is Rick, like when he's sitting in the cop car before the zombie apocalypse, talking to Shane. And then this is apparently an image from this past season uh, of The Walking Dead. And it said day zero versus of the apocalypse versus day 632. So that seems to say that the uh, Walking Dead time frame is 632 days, which is, you know, less than two years that have passed since the beginning. And everyone kind of seems to be calling them on it because there's no way that there's been only two years. It's It's been. Well, how about they were at the prison growing gardens and things in season two? No kidding. Or and was that, that three? I, I, that I, was season two. But the other thing is that. Um, Give me a break. The, but, the, you know, the kids grow. Like Carl his, mm. was 10 years old when the show started and was 18 when he quit now or when he was killed rather. But you could like give them some leeway on that. Remember Walt? Uh, what was the kid from um, Lost? What was his name? Was it Walt from Lost? The that, kid? That's. 
Am I mixing that up with another show? There was a kid. Been, yeah. There was a kid who like they literally yeah. like he went off and they the, he went off with these guys at the end of season two. We we saw him one more time in a dream sequence, and that was it. And he was older, and we didn't know why. But the thing is, Lost was that show where it did take place within like a couple of months. The whole thing was like within a few months, mm -hmm. so they couldn't have a kid on that show because obviously he would age too much. But the, even the baby, even um um oh, Judith, uh, Rick's daughter. Uh, has a she's like two or three now and they can switch out new babies and do that kind of stuff no problem but she you know if that was true she would be maybe just over a year old at this point and she's much much older than that uh, when you do see her in the show so it kind of seems like it's a ridiculous thing um, and the other story of course related to Walking Dead is that there's no there's no end in sight for the show even though Rick is leaving this season and and um, is he for sure yeah no he is now? he confirmed that at, at mm. comic-con um, and uh, Lauren Cohen, uh, another uh, star of the show, is also leaving as well at the end of the season. They're going to continue on. They're, they're not slowing down. And the guy, Scott Gimple, who was the showrunner on, on The Walking Dead, has now been put in charge of The Walking Dead universe, uh, which includes Fear the Walking Dead and, and probably more shows coming down the pike as well. Uh, so Give us a goal, my friends. T tell <laughs> us what the end game is. Right. Like, give us something. It can't just be people walking around. Georgia, <laughs> That's right. wondering what to do next. Yes, when when hordes of zombies come running out the woods at them. Exactly, there has to be more. And the zombies have to be like yeah. d disintegrating to nothing by now. But even uh, like, uh, there must be a tower in New York City that was like home to some to Pringles. Let's say Pringles sure. was in there. You go mm. up, you eat some Pringles. You're far away from any crazy. Well, once you clean it out, right? You clean out the building or the floor. And there you go. Sit there you and enjoy just, your yep. Pringles. Yeah, that's right. That should be that could be a whole rig up a, a series of, of uh, cords and pulleys that go from building to building, so you can travel without yes. you ever touching the ground. Yes. That would be cool to see. Like the two wires across the former World Trade Center. Yes, 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 exactly. Yes. Like that. Yes. Now, now you got a show. Yeah. And but of course, you know what they would do? They'd go. I just got to go down to street level to check on something to see what the weather's like. That's what they do. <laughs> and then a zombie could come running out and bite yeah. the guy on the neck. When the guy's contract is up, that's how that show works. Yeah, but exactly. That's it's really too watching. bad. It was a great when, show. When you look at the first season, you're like, "Holy!" Should have like, been a movie. Amazing... Should have yes. been a series of movies, not a TV show. That's an amazing season. And then when you sort of think about how watered down it's become, it's really it's, it's too bad. Um, final story in the nerd news: Conan O'Brien recently celebrated his 25th anniversary. Oh, can you believe that? Yeah, it makes sense because that's when. You were on the on show. show. You like worked the on the first show. Year. That's when I graduated okay. from Precom. So you, yeah. you worked on the show. This is why I brought it up because yeah. you worked on the show in its first year. Were you there for the first episode? No. Okay. I was there like later. I can't remember. When, do, you, do you know what when he when his first episode was? It was ninety three. Uh, it, it was September. September twelfth. Yeah. Um, no, so he, he almost been there a year. Almost, okay. but not quite. So it was within that first. So year. what they did was they posted uh, they posted the first episode on YouTube. Yeah. The full thing. You can, I watched it. It's pretty funny. It's pretty bad. George Went. Pretty, uh, George Went and uh, John Goodman. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and Tony Randall and uh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. So it was kind of a very uh, yeah. star-studded show. But um, he is so nervous and so oh. awkward. It's hilarious. So and nervous. very young. And Andy Richter looks like he's 18 years old. Like, he looks yeah. so young. Now he looks like a depressed <laughs> middle-aged man <laughs> right. for some reason. Oh, that's because he is one. That's, that's right. right. That makes sense. Um, but the cool thing about the story is that they're actually launching an archive of his late-night shows. So starting in January, they're going to have a brand new website that has all 4,000 episodes of all of his shows from NBC to hmm. to uh, The Tonight Show to uh, TBS and they're going to put everything up there uh, for people to look at which I think is really cool like 25 years is a long time to be around Although, uh, but, well you heard they're shortening his show hey? yeah no that's right yeah. so, Have, has that already happened? no it's, I think okay. it's starting up this season and he's also doing more of these travel specials which he's so well known for now he's going to Japan yeah. next which is going to be a great episode I'm sure but uh, no, it's it's kind of neat. You can get, look back and celebrate the twenty five years. I didn't start watching them until I guess when everybody else did, which was probably after the first year. See, that's when I stopped watching. I I, I was <laughs> we started I, working there. Well, well, you know, I watched him in the first bit, and then he really hit his stride when Letterman came to visit, which I think was in part in year two. And mm -hmm. I wasn't there for that. I'd love to be, have been there for that. Oh no, kidding, eh? Um, but uh, when Letterman came, that's when he got a sudden jolt, and then he got. Then when he got the Tonight Show, like he sort of built up his way to the Tonight Show, and then when it all went sideways, that's when he's he's kind of been in no man's yeah, land. No, he, nobody, yeah, nobody nobody really pays attention anymore. The best part about that first episode was the opening bit 
which was yeah. hilarious. And he's like walking down the street and everyone's like, you better be funny. You better be yeah. as funny as Letterman. Yeah. And they're giving them this. In, and he's like, I hear you. Like, he yeah. is really good in that. Yeah. So the scripted stuff he was really good in, but that coming out onto the stage for the monologue, he was super nervous. You could tell he kind of nervous laughter. I actually thought they should have ditched the monologue in that They probably episode. should have, yeah, because was, well, there wasn't even any current events jokes. It was all just yeah. stuff about him being a new show host. Right. Right? So He could have done that from the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they could have done that. That could have been, like, a very early attempt to ditch the monologue, which uh, well, Conan, was un- at the time was unheard of. Conan was never good at the monologue until he started – Doing the pratfalls and, and the stuff. Between jo- yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you started doing that, then people started enjoying it. But that was how many years yeah. in was that? That was an I remember showing students his monologue and them going, It's terrible, it's awful. And then suddenly one year it was like, Oh, this is kind of good. And I, and that was when he started doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. So that's the nerd news for today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about the fall TV season on the Media Nerds podcast. Back to the Media Nerds podcast. Uh, okay, so we have the Emmys coming up on Monday. Now we're going to talk. Not I'm going to talk about our picks right now, but we are going to make Monday our Monday or pi- Sunday. Monday. It's Monday. Oh, yeah, it's weird. I know. I thought it's, it was Sunday. It's not. It's Monday. It's a weird night for. Uh, oh, how am I for... going to spend the Lord's Day now? <laughs> I don't know. Doing as you should. Going to church. In prayer in prayer. <laughs> um, but um, and traditionally, the beginning of the new TV season falls the day after the month of the Emmy. So I, there probably will be some new shows on. I mean, let me check. Actually, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, there's some new stuff coming on Monday. But um, but uh, Tuesday, I guess, is the real start of the new season. And we're go- we're gonna make our picks and then uh, give them to Chris Schiffman, and he's gonna share them on social media so everyone can make see our picks and of course make your Emmy picks as well and let us know who you think is going to win for the Emmys. But what we're going to do today is take a look at some of the new and returning shows on TV and just kind of give our two cents on whether or not we think it's going to last or we're happy about it or whatever. And we'll go, I've got a big list here of a bunch of other shows. So I'll kind of pick through them and you can bring up whatever you want. I would love to. So, I, uh, I, uh, I'm uh, pumped for some, some Netflix. Stuff. Well, that, let's start with that. Cause that's uh, the first thing today being the Friday, yeah. the 14th, we have a couple of new shows and returning shows on Netflix. Yeah, BoJack Horseman. Season uh, five? I think it's four. Okay, four. But I might be wrong. Rolling Stone says it's the best show on Netflix. It's a great show. It's such a good show. Yeah, so yeah. I can't wait wait for it. They said, but I, I do believe it was a review of this season where they said that, where it's the best thing Netflix ever did was do BoJack Horseman, which is, wow, like over-the-top praise. Mm-hmm. Then um, also tonight, oh, what were the other two? Oh, Norm MacDonald. Yes. Oh, boy, what a week for Norm, eh? And, and he's coming to Winnipeg. He's coming yeah. to Winnipeg. So, shows are sold out already. Okay, he, he's, um, he's playing a rather small club here. Well, rumors. rumors, for folks who know it from here and folks who don't, it's a small 200-people club, so it's sold like hotcakes. Yeah. But then and, he got uh, into trouble for saying some inappropriate things, and yeah. then he went on Howard Stern and said some more inappropriate things, and then he came on The View and finally kind of owned up to all of it, I guess. But Well, I guess so, but, I mean, it's the same thing, like, what, you know. he. I mean, he, I think he made the point, like, why, everybody thinks I did something wrong. I'm just talking about people who did something <laughs> That's wrong. Right. He's like, making jokes yeah. about it. He's not actually doing anything wrong. But then he said you have to, you would have to have, in an, and in an attempt to avoid a, another bad word, uh, said you would have to have Down syndrome to right. blah, 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 blah. To not feel well, sorry for the that, victims of When I saw that, I was like, well, that's not, that's no, not I know, that's what I'm saying. That's what he said on Howard <laughs> yeah, Stern, and that right. was what got him well, to more trouble. that's not good. But that so, is a completely yeah. Norm Macdonald thing to say. Like, the guy yeah. has made his career on inappropriate jokes. And that's, I mean, if you know him, that's that's what you come to expect from him. But a lot of people don't know him. Yes. Non sequiturs. Yes. Like, that's what he's all about. Yeah. But so um, yesterday, so I was like, oh, and Letterman's a guest on one of the episodes. Oh, good. Okay. okay. And he's listed as a consultant on the show. And then yesterday I read the Hollywood Reporter's review. And they, it, it just like, 
made it sound as though there are no redeeming qualities oh, on no. the show. They said the first show looks like it's with David Spade, and they go, David Spade looks like he can't believe that he's on this piece of garbage. That he even says at one point, this isn't going to actually air, is it? And he seems to be serious. <laughs> but So I don't know. Uh, it could uh, just have be... you seen your latest movie, David Spade? That wasn't very good either. Um, and they so basically they say it is, it's terrible, and the production standards are bad, and Norm looks bored. And blah, 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 blah. So they say a lot. And part of me was thinking, oh, no, that's terrible. And part of me was thinking, well, is this just because everyone's mad at Norm this week? Yeah, it could be. So I'm still going to watch it. And let's see. Let's see. see. Let's see what it is. And then what was the other one that uh, uh, American Vandal? Oh, American season Vandal, two, right? Which I did. I've still not watched season oh. one of that. It's like a it's like a spoof of like uh, making a murderer and stuff like that. Yeah, right? Those kind of documentaries about crime. The main actor on that show was a YouTube star first. Okay, and he to me. That character he plays is every bit as genius as the one Ricky Gervais played on The Office. Oh, cool. Where you watch it and you're like, I've never seen a character like this, but it's perfect. Like, but, but it's like, it makes perfect sense. And so I don't know. Season one is a pretty great self-contained unit. So I'm curious to see if they're going to continue the storyline or come up with uh, something new. But it's funny. It's a, uh, I can, uh, I'm maybe most excited to see that one. Okay. Um. Not much else this weekend. There's the on new Netflix. No, Netflix. Not Netflix. Netflix. Uh, on Sunday, there's a new drama on Fox called Nine One One, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, brought to us by the same producer as like Law and Order. Dick Wolf, I think, is the That's, guy. Yeah. that did that one. So I don't know. Wolf I'm not, Blitzer. Wolf, no, I'm just kidding. Whatever. <laughs> Dick Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm probably not. I don't watch these shows. I don't watch procedurals. They're kind of boring, cookie cutter if, to me. If so. they're British, I'll watch them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, because normally they're. They're better. They're well. We're not as yeah. familiar with the British procedures, right. so they're more interesting to us. Right. Like, um, like what? How, how? How do you bust a perp in Wales? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Incomprehensibly, because yeah. the accents are so thick. That's true. Uh, on Monday, the twenty fourth, the uh, Big Bang Theory premieres, and I only mention this because huzzah! That show is coming to an end finally after however many thirteen seasons or something stupid well, like that. Well, how is Jim Parsons going to make money ever? ever well, he's again? he's quitting. That's why they're yeah. canceling it, right? So that, that's right. <laughs> and I don't know what he's going to do. I assume, and they, they, of course, still have young Sheldon going, so we're not going to get rid of the character of Sheldon. And I'm sure at some point, if that show goes long enough, he'll make an appearance on the. Show. I think he narrates it. Actually, does he narrate the show? Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you. I can confirm that if you go to BBM. Or no, what Numeris now? Sorry, it used to be called BBM yeah, yeah, yeah. Numeris now. Um, they have every week Canada's top ten shows, and it, Big Bang Theory is usually in spots one and two. Yeah, it's and popular. Young Sheldon is like number six or something. Canadians, man, I'm telling you, they and love they, it. They, they do, love. and they love, of course, the other shows right now in the summertime are the our Big Brother and uh, and the Amazing Race Canada. Yeah. Um, which came to a somewhat a uh, it's always kind of a letdown the end of that show uh, came to an end last and week. again it was uh, this here's one that I'm kind of looking at uh, this is also premiering on oh, this is the 25th oh this is the 25th so Tuesday the 25th it's called Manifest this is premiering on on NBC it says like lost but not Manifest follows what happens when the crew and passengers of a turbulent flight discover upon landing that five years have passed instead of only a few <laughs> hours. As they adjust to a new reality, it soon becomes clear that a deeper mystery is unfolding, and some of the passengers come to realize they may be meant for something greater than they ever thought possible. Yeah, I've watched that show. It's called Lost. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but were I miss Lost. Me? Were you testing me? No, no, no. I miss Lost. So I kind of I'm going to watch Aww. it just to see. It actually I, it actually sounds like it could be interesting. If, yeah, if it's not just a full flat out like copy of Lost, yeah. it sounds like an interesting yeah. uh, premise. Uh, also on the 25th, The Gifted is returning, and I love this show. This is one of my oh. favorite shows of last year. Oh. The Gifted takes place within the Fox uh, X Men universe. So it is about mutants and about these group of mutants that are running from sentinels. Oh, I saw the preview for this. So and they they do refer a lot to the X Men. So it's kind of this shared universe with some of those movies. Now the movies have have been great these days, but the show is actually pretty solid, and I'm quite looking forward to the return of that show. Uh, Also, NCIS for its millionth season that's another one i don't watch this... mark Harmon's still on it yes he oh is. my god that guy's got i bet you pound for pound that guy's paycheck i bet you over the many since saint elsewhere that guy has <laughs> never stopped working like secretly in the shadows of yeah. television but but secretly starring in the most popular show on tv that nobody talks about exactly yeah. I, I have no idea how it's like, Rus- it's, it's like the russell peters of tv shows yes world's biggest no one knows. Yes. No one ever. No one's ever heard of it. Um, uh, this is us on Tuesday the twenty fifth. My wife is so looking forward to this. She can't stop talking about it. Uh, I guess they did a This Is Us marathon at some point, and our PVR 
piled up some episodes a couple weeks ago and she's like this must mean it's coming back and i'm like i don't think it's for a few more weeks and it wasn't so she's very much looking forward to the return of this is us i only watch this show. is us at jets games when there's when the actors <laughs> when the actors show up and I, I watch them on the screen that's the only that's all the only minute of this is this is us i've ever seen are you uh how about the new sur- season of survivor oh well you know they suck me in every year but i hate mark burnett for how he helped trump He's a true. Uh, so, uh, yes. uh, hmm, huh. mm. uh, usually what I like about Survivor is it gives so much and asks so little. You shut off your brain. You, you at the end, you're like, oh, that was, uh, there you go. And you forget about it about an hour later. Yeah. It's like it's good. It's just good junk food. But uh, I don't want Jeff Probst to run for president. No. I don't want that to happen. Although I'd rather have him than Trump. Well, uh. I don't know. I, I <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling Jeff Probst would be just as bad. Oh, maybe. I have a feeling because no. What what show is in love with itself the most? Survivor. It's gimmick this year is I don't know what it oh, means. No. It's David versus Goliath. What does that mean? So is it's it, like from the Bible. Yeah, but is it like small pers- people versus big people? Maybe. Is that what it? That can't or be. Or maybe it is. it's one giant fighting all a bunch other. of little people. Maybe. Oh man, that just sounds bad. Okay, person. we're gonna have to wait and see. Oh, uh, oh boy, slingshot challenges galore. <laughs> Um, Try to hit the giants of, in wow, the head. There's so much crap, so much stuff that I would never watch. Uh, Modern Family, never watched an episode of Mo- oh, Modern I watched, Family. In my I life. watched the first two seasons. And I was like, well, that was delightful, and then uh, never watched again no. because sort of. I mean, I can't imagine where they would be at with it now. Chicago Fire. There's a million Chicago shows. I don't watch those. Yeah. Oh, there's a million Chicago uh, shows. There's another one, Chicago PD. Mm-hmm. A South Park is coming back. I saw there was a joke out there that the, that Matt Parker and Trace, no, Matt, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, rather, um, had said that they were trying to make a social media campaign to get fans to ask for the cancellation of South Park ahead of season 22 because uh, they just can't do it anymore. But that was, it was a joke. It was like a, a publicity stunt. So they're coming back for se- season 22, and apparently it's never show's never been better. People who watch that show tell me it's never been funnier. So I st- I've not watched it in a number of years. Uh, the Good Place has been a very popular oh, I show i love that, that show yeah i've not watched it but i've heard excellent well, things here's the problem i'm a season behind and here in canada uh we have not got season two on there but my guess is it will probably pop up there when the new season right. starts on tv yep. and then i'll be probably playing i'll be pro- trying to watch the season two really fast and recording season three right but what oh it's so good like, i know i, I mean I've, like i i, I funny, will watch it Funny, surprising, and you know you can't go wrong with Ted Danson. <laughs> well, except that a Friars roast back in the '80s, but that's a whole other story. Apart from that, you can't go wrong. Murphy Brown is coming back. We talked about this already on the podcast, but it's airing 9:30 oh. on CBS on Friday, September 28th. That seems like a really bad time slot. This is sorry, 9:30 p.m. Eastern time, which is of course 8:30 our time. But it does not seem like a good time slot on Friday night. Weird. Uh, I thought the original was heavy-handed. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, imagine what it's going to be. Oh, now. it's going to be so heavy-handed. And and uh, well, me, I hope it won't. Let's start with that. Hey, I, I, I'd love nothing more than for Candace Bergen to come back onto TV. And of course, I'm talking about the real estate agent here in Winnipeg. No, I'm just <laughs> or was that a real estate agent? Who's Candace know. Bergen? Or is that the MLA? Oh, I don't. Somebody know. has the name Candace Bergen in Winnipeg, and it's, every time I see it, I'm like, come on, change it. <laughs> um. Oh. She's got the dummy on her knee. No, just kidding. Different one. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so no, I hope it's good, but I fear it will, again, be heavy-handed given the times and given its well, That's exactly why it's they're from. bringing it back. They're bringing yeah. it back because uh, the news is news again, and, and uh, they need to have more characters that work in the news industry. Do we need Murphy we Brown? Should have had, you know what? The newsroom was ahead of its time. Murphy Brown. Oh, God. Murphy Jeff Brown Daniels. Is, oh God, that singing was singing a singing a garage with a guitar. That's right, our favorite finale of all time. Yeah. The newsroom. Oh my God. Well, you know, the one good thing about the newsroom being off is it opens it up for other heavy-handed right, journalistic right. satires <laughs> or whatever. And uh, but you know what? I'll say this: C- Candace Bergen is a wonderful actor. I hope they've given her something to do with it. I don't want her to be railing about fake news. I want it to be funny. Please let her be funny. Don't let it be heavy. Is it um, everybody coming back? Like all the cast? Who else was on that show? Well, you know, they had the regular guys. Like, I don't remember the, their names, but there was the regular like, bald guy and the little Weasley guy. And there was the other characters in the show. That, I don't remember. Who were the actors? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody remembers. Remember. That's the thing. Dan Quayle. She had a fight with Dan That's Quayle. That's right. I do remember that. I don't remember what it was about, but she had a fight with him. In- but this is like this is what the remake or re- reboot thing is. We have... Um, I passed it already because I didn't want to talk about it, but we have 
Uh, Magnum PI coming back. Oh, that looks. We have. What are you doing? I don't know. Sheesh. There's um. There's a second season of MacGyver. Second season oh. of Lethal Weapon. Um, this is what the you know Hawaii Five O is still going. That's like seven or eight seasons of that show. This is the state of television network television, mind you, not not necessarily mm-hmm. ca- uh, cable. Cable's a different story. This is the one I want to uh, talk about before we move on to, to cable. Um, God friended me, uh, which. <laughs> I just got to watch it just to see. Uh, this uplifting drama follows an outspoken atheist whose life is flipped upside down when he receives a friend request, yes, a friend request, from God and becomes an agent of change in the lives and destinies of others around him. He soon finds himself with the help of an online journalist. See, another journalist, a character. Oh, investigating boy. God's friend suggestions and inadvertently helping others in need. An online journalist. Oh, good, good, good thing they don't work for a newspaper, otherwise I wouldn't be interested. Kenton, there's a web journalist here to see you. <laughs> oh, no, not a web journalist. They're, web journalists are known for their hard-hitting tactics. Oh, here we go. October 5th, uh, Big Mouth is returning for season two on Netflix. What the hell is that? Uh, that's, um, oh, what's it? Kroll. Dave uh, Kroll? Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll is the comedian. Oh. He's a very funny guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's like the animated show where he's a, in a preteen. It's about puberty. Mm-hmm. It's not for kids. It's very, very funny. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that, that's coming back. So that'll be interesting. Uh, what else do we have here? I'm just, there's so many shows. Holy shit. Just incredible. I mean, if you worked at a network, what, and knowing what the entertainment industry is like now and how we're just inundated with content, I don't know if I would go, I think I'd go heavier into fewer shows like, like better quality over quantity. Yeah. Like, like like what HBO does. Yes. The only program that, one yeah. night a week, HBO. That's oh, yeah. it. Sunday nights. Well, and you then the can't rest do that it. if you're on a regular network, but I think but, you can do other. There's other ways. Well, I think do. that's part of what reality TV gave networks yeah. is the ability to do something like that because right. reality TV is cheap to produce. Right. Unless you're the Amazing Race and Survivor is probably pretty expensive, but the stuff like Big Brother and even the game, the game shows are super cheap to like Deal or No Deal and all that other crap. Those are super cheap to produce, but they don't do very well. Those are what right. you, those usually come on in the summertime. Whatever that one with Kevin Hart was, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh my you know god! What I mean. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. one. Oh, by the way, did you know the the Gong Show? Have you seen the Gong Show remake? I've seen a one split second. That is the length of time it took me to run and find the remote control is how much I've. But seen did you recognize that it was Mike Myers in character? Yes. What is with that? I saw that. Uh, when did? Yeah, I just saw I, a clip I, on a. It was like a commercial for it or something, and I immediately said, "That's Mike Myers in makeup. What's going on?" Right, and I right. looked it up, and I found out that he's uh, for the first season of that show. They didn't say anything. They presented him as though right. he was a different person, and then they finally came clean, like after the show was season was over. But I think it was the worst kept secret ever well, because no, I, I mean, saw because I read. Totally tell. Yeah, you can tell, and I think the week it premiered, there was uh, already that speculation. So uh, yeah. I thought everybody knew already, but oh, oh I, I didn't even know it was a thing until this first season was already yeah. over. So and that just seems like a bad idea anyway. Just bring yeah. the Gong Show back. Although the um, what's his name? I, is that's a... what Drew Carey's for, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's what he's for. That's so right. If you want someone to sleepwalk through a show, get that guy. Will Arnett is a producer on that show, so he's on it, and he can get his friends to come right. on it. So there's some good celebrities that come on it, right. but I don't know. Um, uh, sorry, coming I think back. I have an idea for a game show called uh, Gong Show. Me Too edition, where you get all the people who are on, who have been drummed out of the world, and they come on and they try to win back the love of the oh, panel, man. and they and, and and the panelist rings the gong. If they don't do it, if they, they can't, don't do if, it. It, 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 it's almost like the X's on the, on the yes uh, on America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's pretty <laughs> try, funny. Yeah. I think I, that I would think fly. It'd be a talker. Yeah, there you go. First episode, less Moonbez. <laughs> Come on. Uh, by the way, speaking it? of Big Brother, Julie Chen uh, oh. said last night on Big Brother, I'm Julie Chen Moonvez. So she said that on the show. Like, as she was signing off, she said, For Big Brother, I'm Julie Chen Moonvez. She's never, ever referred to herself like that before. But that's basically her saying that she's sticking with her man. Like, she is still, like, st- whatever, despite anything he may have done, she's still uh, with him, I oh, guess. Holy. So, that's we'll amazing. See, we'll see how long she lasts on the network now that her husband isn't in charge there the uh <laughs> the article in the new york times this week about how the board of cbs first supported him and then turned on him is a must read okay because that's where you sort of see like uh the stuff that had come out was happened yesteryear kind of thing and it looked like maybe they could come to some kind of a punishment for this guy and then they found out 
that there is maybe something more recent and that he was attempting to employ somebody um, in exchange for not going public. Oh. And so, like, that's not good. That's what's known as not good. So, uh, so who knows? And now he's got $120 million sitting in an escrow account. Right, and uh, they're trying pending, to get them. They're trying right. to get uh, them to donate that to uh, to the Me Too charities as well, because he did make a donation, or CBS did make right. a donation, like twenty million or something. So, um, uh, the Connors comes to TV on October sixteenth. This is the oh. uh, the Roseanne-less Roseanne, uh, starring just Dan. You can see the image there of John Goodman, mm-hmm. and uh, the Connor clan copes with life in Lanford in a way they never have before. Oh. So I assume that means they've killed off Roseanne. Well, they said in the agreement that Roseanne still owns the character called Roseanne. She owns that. That's right. the one thing she takes away. So they kill her on the show. Uh, she takes her character and shops it around. Oh, boy. Some other place. So there could be two alternate universes. It's like, it's like when they did Valerie and Valerie and the Hogan family. Yeah. Remember that? That's right. What happened there? Do you remember what happened there? Was it just a contract that couldn't, they, didn't, they weren't paying her enough or they didn't, she wanted more money? Or was she sick? I don't remember. remember I remember Valerie Harper... Uh, had a battle with cancer. Now I don't know if that's. Are you looking it I'm up? I'm looking it up. Yeah, hold on. I love Valerie Harper. So yeah, well, funny. it was a good show, and I used to. And Jason Bateman was on that show. Yeah. Like, um, okay, let's see here. She was originally titled Valerie and starred Valerie Harper as a mother trying to juggle her career with raising her three sons by her often absent airline pilot husband. Harper was written out of the series after the second season because of a dispute with show's producers. Oh, oh. Sandy Duncan was joined the cast as the boys aunt who moved in and became their surrogate mom uh, okay and then they became the hogan's uh hogan's heroes oh okay no. <laughs> hogan's heroes that's right that's right colonel clink um duncan's first is the, the series is known as valerie's family the hogan's and then finally is the hogan family man that was that's a throwback no kidding and then sandy duncan uh played Peter Pan on that show, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Invisible Wires every two You're seconds. Around. Yes. Just you just have to believe. <laughs> Sorry, Commercial. I said, I said we were gonna move on from uh, network, but I do want to touch on yeah. the rookie, which is a oh. new show starring um uh, Nathan Fillion, who I love from, of course, Firefly. He's such a good mm-hmm. character. I love that show. And he, I didn't watch Castle, but it, Castle was very, very popular. But this guy just can't seem to stay away from TV. He's been on TV consistently since the early 2000s. That guy's got some charisma. Oh, like, yeah. I I know, I'm it's... not a big fan of uh, any of the shows he's been on. But as a TV personality, I think that guy's got the goods. He's Canadian, so that, too. It, well, awesome. it doesn't surprise me yeah. that he's always on TV because he's got the goods as a TV actor, probably as a film actor, too. Yeah, but. no, it, well, he has not been in a ton of movies. Like, he's mostly a TV, known as a TV guy. I'm scrolling through a list here, what? and I'm not seeing anything else that's jumping out What's at me. What's happening on HBO this weekend? Uh, it does not say anything about HBO. What, do you know? I, no, I don't. Oh. Uh, I should have uh, looked. But HBO had some great stuff in the summer. Um, Amy Adams and Sharp Objects, uh, among others. So, and I think that all of that stuff essentially wrapped up. Are you seeing Animals, Ballers. Oh, Ballers is still on, I think. It's uh, not, uh, not really. That's the new entourage, basically. I see this. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Um, I can't on TV. Here we go. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, the big ones launched this week or not. Let's go on Sundays. I've actually lost track. Well, HBO makes it hard to track their shows because now Game of Thrones has been gone for, what, six years now? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you sort of lose, oh, curb your enthusiasm. There's lots of stuff like that that kind of goes away and comes back. Yeah, it doesn't like there's there's nothing new on HBO right. yet um, okay. because Coming still, soon. still re- reruns. Um, just quickly going to scan through this and see if there's anything that we're – the Deuce, oh no, you know, yeah, The Deuce too. The de- season oh, two the, of Deuce. the Deuce, right? Coming right. back. I was not a fan of season one of The Deuce, although I like almost everything on HBO. I just didn't think that was David Simon at his finest. Um, I don't know. They usually only have a few. Of course, uh, last week tonight is still going. Um, insecure. Anyway, yeah, insecure. That makes sense. Insecure Ballers and something else. Insecure Ballers. That's a show. <laughs> That's a show. George, new George Lopez special, The Wall. I think that's an old one. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, that says that's probably old. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Don't know what's going on on HBO. Um, probably not yet. Yeah. 
So uh, these ones have to wrap up, and then the next one. And kicks there's in. Any, I don't. There's nothing else on here that's jumping out at me as far as shows that I'm looking forward to. Well, there's of course. So there is like the Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Those have been very very good. The Flash is on Netflix now, Netflix right. Canada. So if anybody wants to catch up on the Flash, now is a good time because it actually is a pretty good show. That's one I would like to. Yeah, it's catch fun. On, it's yeah. a fun show. Um, it goes by pretty quickly. And uh, I would recommend it. Um, you know, you 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 have watched some of the Arrow, but not all of it. Yeah, I watched the first season yeah, of Arrow, so. uh, maybe part of the second one. Now that I think of it, and I liked it. I liked the the Arrow parts and uh, the soap opera parts. Was <laughs> a yeah, there's hard not to not as much of that stuff in the yeah. Flash. Flash is more kind of fun and uplifting. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention, actually, if we're gonna get, uh, let's get into recommendations. Yeah. Because we are, yeah, we're getting close to the end here. You go first, because um, I got so many. I got to think about. Well, this. here's the thing, and I, I know we had. A, it's been a couple weeks since we've been together on the podcast, but two weeks ago, I bit the bullet and signed up for Amazon Prime Ooh. to watch Jack Ryan because I could not resist the advertising onslaught that was being thrown at me everywhere. Uh, Jack Ryan was like, like John Krasinski. I'd wake up in my. He, he was in my dreams. Um, so I finally, I did watch it. I, I, I signed up for Amazon Prime. Um, and then I watched eight episodes of Jack Ryan and I have to say it was pretty good. I really, I really liked wow. it. Wow. Um, I, like, I'm pretty familiar with the character. I did read a, a lot of those Tom, Tom Clancy novels when I was younger and I've seen all the movies up to the, I did not see the Chris Pine one. I saw the Ben Affleck one, which wasn't very good, but I, I've seen like, you know, obviously Adam, ba uh, Alec Baldwin and, and, um, Harrison Ford have been the two most iconic actors in that role, but it's a pretty good, it reminds me of Homeland a little bit cause it takes place. This kind of terrorist kind of Middle East setting where they go back and forth to Yemen and other places like that. Um, the characters are good. The acting is good. The only criticism I would have for it is that it is it does seem like they wrap it up really quickly in the last episode. It's like felt like the last episode of the first season of Fargo where, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like all yeah. of a sudden, boom, we're in this situation. Go, go, and, go, 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 yeah. and then that's it. And they're like, well, they could have made that play out over a couple of episodes. So I think they could have done 10 episodes instead of eight, but it was still hmm. uh, a good watch. And now that I've got the Amazon Prime, I'm starting to get into other Amazon Prime original content, such as The Man in the High Castle, which I'm now oh. halfway through. I'm dying to see that. It is good. I, know. It is I a, knew it would be. It is a slow burn, though. It is not like an exciting I don't mind show, that. but it is really interesting. The world they build, of course, and for those who don't know that Man in the High Castle based on a Philip K. Dick book, and it's about a world in which the Nazis have won World War II. Uh, just from what I gathered, they they got to the H-bomb before the Americans did, and so they launched a, a nuke at uh, Washington, D.C., and they captured the United States, and they split it up. The western part is uh, is uh, occupied by the Japanese, and then there's the big there's a neutral zone, just like in Star Trek, and the, the mountains are the neutral zone, and then starting from the, I guess, a little bit west of the mountains, or east of the mountains is what they call the Reich and that is the new Nazi regime, and uh, it's really interesting, and I'm really enjoying it. So those are the two I've been watching over the last couple of weeks, uh, and I definitely, I think you should uh, hook up your Amazon Prime and, and get on those. Well, I've been meaning to, and probably, uh, probably not till summer when things die down. Like right now, the a number of things to watch is just so out of control. But I will, I'll definitely do that, and I'll definitely watch that show. That's been on my want, want to see list for years. Well, the actually. season two of The Man in the High Castle is coming in early October, so that's another oh, it's one. It's only season two. Yeah, that's just that's oh, why I'm, I'm watching. It's ten episodes. Very doable. Season one. I'm I'm oh. five I'm I'm five episodes in. It's ten episode season, so I'm almost halfway done. So Excellent. that's that's definitely something you should check out. Excellent. Well, since because we weren't around last week, we couldn't talk about Burt Reynolds dying. Oh yes, we couldn't of talk. We couldn't talk about Bill Daly Howard on the Bob Newhart show died. Right, and that that's two giant losses and normally we take a whole episode to talk about that but i wanted to just say oh boy we maybe we should we, we i think we need to update our discussion about celebrities who died oh yeah maybe at the end of the year we'll do one maybe well, yep yep because i've got my list here and it was an insane year for it's been and and hopefully it stops now but it's been <laughs> a bad it, no year more. for that um but i'm gonna recommend i looked at i there's so many things on my list but uh, the one that I watched last week that was a real surprise, and uh, which I uh, which is available on iTunes, it's a documentary called Active Measures, okay. and I've heard about it because the the guy who made the film, and I'm sorry I don't remember his name, but he was on Bill Maher uh, last week, and I noticed that they tweeted the next day, thanks to his appearance on Bill Maher, uh, Active Measures is now number four on iTunes. Like it rocketed up, wow. and so I did the same thing. I was like, wow, this sounds good, and it actually is a very high quality documentary. Like when you just look at the picture on 
on iTunes, you're like, is this going to be Seems a shit? Like such a vague name. Too. I know. You don't know what that means, and that's the yeah. problem with it. Ext- Remember, there was a movie called Extreme yeah. Measures with, well, like, Hugh Grant or something like that. Yeah, so you're worried about, like, what's the quality going to be? And it turns out it's really good. John McCain is interviewed in it. Like, okay. recently deceased or yep. someone else who recently died um, is in it. And, it. and it chronicles the Russians' relationship with the Trumps. Oh. And at the end of the film, I thought, if... If this filmmaker has this, imagine what Mueller's got. Like it's kind, it's kind of it's it's a thrill ride watching this thing, and uh, it is when you watch it, you just go, oh my god! Like like it's all in plain sight. It really is, and it's not. This is not a heavy-handed documentary. This is not. Uh, this is not like Michael Moore shows up at Trump's house and pours water on his lawn. Like there's none of that stuff. It is a very straightforward and interesting look at that relationship and what we might be in for in the months ahead when we when we actually get documentation on all of this stuff. So, Active Measures on iTunes and you can rent it for 4.99 That's on iTunes. Bad. It's not pretty good. cheap. Oh, um um uh, actually before we go when when um okay, so when Burt Reynolds passed away, what was the movie you immediately wanted to watch? What's your go-to oh. Burt Reynolds movie? Probably the best one is one I don't never want to watch again. That's Deliverance. Oh God, because <laughs> yes. it's too hard to take. I don't th- see, I don't think of that as a Burt Reynolds movie because it's an ensemble and he's yeah. not. He's one of the actors, oh, but of course, he's but, but he's very good in it. But I would he, say when he when he does something in that movie, that one thing, and it's not even and like, you're like you're like yes. <laughs> We're not even worried about spoiling it because it's like it's de- decades old. We just don't want to yeah. talk about it. No, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's I was so disturbing. At, I was at a bar once, and that was the running on the TV. That's right. And people are like, I remember the guy turns down the music and turns it up for the scene, turns oh, up the man. TV. Like, no, you really don't want to be thinking about that. So um, it's, it's hard to watch, but to me, that was a really good one. See, I, I really, as a kid, I really enjoyed the Cannonball Run movies. Oh, I me thought too. That they were like fun, and I felt like I was watching. I wasn't supposed to be watching because there were kind of there's some adult humor in there. Yeah. But I have to say, for my money, it's Smokey and the Bandit. That is the quintessential Burt Reynolds movie. That is the one I've seen it a lot because I used to work for a client, um, a guy with an intellectual disability who loved that movie, and we watch it oh. over and over and over again. So I've seen that movie a lot, and it's a very good movie. And I would suggest anybody if you're looking for some Burt. Oh. Watch uh, and by the way, I caught I caught, even caught a bit of Boogie Nights the other night yeah. on, on TV, and that's not as good as I remember it. No, it, I I I don't think it's as good as people remember it, but it's it's but Burt Reynolds certainly is good well, in it. I think it was a bit of a yeah. pity a pity nomination for uh, an Oscar. People were shocked that he was in a movie that good. Uh, but, by the way, I heard I and uh, this last thing I have to say, but but I heard uh, I read um, Hollywood Reporter had an incredible obit for uh, Burt Reynolds, and one of the great stories in it was he says when they shot Deliverance, the director, and of course I can't remember who it is now, but the director of Deliverance showed him some test footage showing a dummy going over the falls in a canoe, and Burt Reynolds said, that is the fakest thing I've ever seen, so I'm going to go over the falls <laughs> in the canoe. So he says, so they set it all up, and he goes over the falls in the canoe, and he instantly is injured. And when they go over the falls, you go, and, and uh, so they rush him to the hospital, and he's laying in the bed, and, you know, in traction or whatever, and the director comes to visit him, and he goes, How do-? <laughs> what does the footage look like? And the director goes, like a dummy going over the falls. <laughs> I was like, that is a great story. That's hilarious. And that's apparently from Burt Reynolds' biography. There you go. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week on the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. 